This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pissed off. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. I'm Fed. I'm Rick. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, Rick, how was the beautiful weather at Daytona? Yeah, so I was just down in Daytona. Uh, I posted a pic on uh, our Twitter at Wide Open Sports. It was a lot of fun, man. Uh, I saw, technically, I saw five races this week. Or last week, I should say, because uh, they start out with the duels, which is qualified races for the Daytona 500, and it's, uh, it's two races, so it splits the field in half between two races. Then I saw the Truck Series, which was one of the best Truck Series races of the week. Yeah, I heard it was excellent. Yeah, which was on Friday. Saturday, which was the best race, in my opinion, was the Xfinity Series, which is the league underneath the Cup Series in NASCAR. Right. Excellent. So much fun to watch, mostly because it was uh, usually in this race because people want to win at Daytona all the time because it's such a historic track. And if you win at Daytona, you're always remembered as a Daytona winner. Correct. Uh, A bunch of the cup guys get in because the cup guys, they don't really care about points. They were like kind of flailing their cars everywhere, blocking and all that. So it was a lot of fun for for them, for us to watch that. It was pretty nutty. And then Sunday, the great American race at Daytona 500. Uh, a lot of historic things happened that day. First off, I mean, it was just an overall a very good race. Um, a lot of cars did wreck early, which kind of changed the pace of the race. I saw Danica I, Patrick wrecked yet yeah. again in her last race. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I'm not saying I saw that coming, but I mean, she, she was doing fine, but she just wrecked at, at that point. Uh, so a big portion of the field, nearly, I think nearly half or over half actually probably crashed out, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is very odd for a race that doesn't happen too much. Maybe it happens mostly at restrictor plate races like Daytona and Talladega. Uh, so the second half, of the race was slow, meaning that there wasn't as much action. It was kind of like follow the leader. But once it got down to the needy, needy and greedy, like 20 laps to go, that's when the action started picking up again. Usually that's kind of what happens with these races because, like, people want to get positioned to get points early on in the race, and then it then it slows down, then it picks up right at the end. So the ending, uh, which was in a way kind of controversial because what happened was the 10 car, the driver was Eric Almarola, was in the lead going into the final turn and got spun by Austin Dillon, the eventual winner of the race, uh, and that was kind of controversial because it was like, like, was it necessary to spin him? And my argument is yes, it was because he was blocking too late. Uh, and it's the Great American Race. It's the Daytona 500. Your name goes down in history if you win this race. You will always be remembered as a yeah, Daytona yeah, 500. Yeah, you're going. Winner. And you're going because if Austin Dillon let off, then the next guy behind him is going to spin him. Right. So there's no letting off, especially on the final lap of a race, 
let yet alone, alone the, the final turn of the Daytona 500. Let alone the final, final turn of the Daytona 500. So then Austin Dillon won, who drives the three. It's been 20 years since the three has been in victory lane in Daytona, which was Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, so that was that was pretty big. Also fishing second was the 43 of Bubba Wallace, Darrell Wallace Jr. He's, his nickname is Bubba. Uh, he So first off, it was the three and the 43. Two of the most historic car numbers in NASCAR, finishing 1-2. And that hasn't happened in forever, maybe even not ever. Yeah. Uh, secondly, Bubba Wallace becomes the first African-American driver, like the highest finishing African-American driver in the Daytona 500, which is second. I mean, he also was racing great the whole weekend. Like His car was great. He raced great in the duels. So he looked like he is in a good position there. And it's not a highly funded team. Yeah. I mean, Richard Childress... I'm sorry, not Richard Childress. Uh, Richard Petty has been struggling for funding for so long. They don't even have complete sponsorship for the whole season yet. Which, in the way they should, and I'm sure they will find someone, especially after Bubba Wallace did this. But it was also an amazing finish, because he... If Bubba... Because Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin actually wrecked going across the finish line. Correct. Uh, if that was the like one if that was first and second that would have been the closest finish ever in a race because there there's been some awfully close finishes there's been some awfully close finishers but it was like the skin like the like the paint of the nose of bubble walls that won over denny hamlin wow so those are some pretty historic things and also the race was just great the speed weeks there this week were awesome uh nothing really let down this whole week that's awesome which Sometimes there actually usually there is like kind of a letdown race. The letdown races were kind of the duels, but also at the same part, they don't want to wreck those cars because those cars are going into the Daytona 500. Some cars did wreck. Like Jimmy Johnson was in three three races this weekend, wrecked all three of his cars. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, so he's not off to a good start there. But that was it. Uh, and then I thought coming back i would have brought the good weather but also let me uh let me yeah, tell you apparently uh, you had a funny story on see those. so i not, i wouldn't say funny but just like interesting travel back so i'm flying out of daytona uh and daytona is a very small airport uh so i have to get a connecting flight so i flew to atlanta and then atlanta to newark as we're getting to newark airport First off, it was rainy, it was foggy, so there was no visibility. I was sitting at the wing, yeah. and I was looking out the window. I was in the aisle, but I was look, I was able to look out the window of my plane, and I couldn't see the window. I just couldn't see the wing. That's not good. Yeah, because there was so much fog, and it was so thick. So because of that, it was harder for planes to land. So we were, we were having to circle around in our plane. <laughs> we're cir- we do one, like, circle... And the captain comes over and says, uh, so we have a little bit, not, not like this, but we have a little bit of a situation. Uh, we do not have enough gas to keep circling around Newark Airport, so we may have to divert to a different airport to a nearby location so that we can uh, refuel, because he didn't have enough fuel, and fly back. So we're starting to do another rotation, and he pretty much goes like, yeah, I didn't get really a response from uh, Newark, so we're going to have to go 
to another uh, airport. Oh, jeez. So I ended up in Hartford, Connecticut. I was all the way out in Hartford, Connecticut. And I was I was thinking, because I, I didn't necessarily hear everything, but I was like, am I going to have to, like, rent a car, drive back to Newark Airport to get my car? Are they going to have to shuttle us over? Something is, crazy. Is Newark Airport com- just completely closed down? What was going on? Thankfully, that wasn't it. We just spent an hour or so there. Then we had to drive, or not drive, fly back to Newark, and I was able to get my plane. Uh, At least you got car. the fly back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that was that was interesting coming back. And then I thought I brought the nice weather back because yesterday it was like 77 degrees, and today it's like 43. It's freezing and raining. It's supposed to rain till Sunday here in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. So that's fun. Oh, God. Sounds like you had a great time, though. Yeah. Other than the, other than the ride back. And it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we, sh- we, were, we were hoping to do another one before I, before I left, another recording, but unfortunately we weren't. But we weren't able to talk about your experience at the Eagles Super Bowl championship parade. <laughs> How was that? Oh, my God. World fucking champion. Uh, so my buddy and I got there at the steps of the art museum at 5 a.m. Jesus Christ. We woke up at 4.15, got dressed right away, and walked there. And literally got there at 5 a.m. Got, like, a perfect spot. We were on, like, top of a little hill at the museum and kind of not exactly up on, but right by the barrier to the street, like, right before they made the turn off to the back of the art museum where they, like, walked yeah. in. Uh, so we had the perfect spot, and we looked at each other, and it was 5 a.m. The parade didn't start till 11, and we were like, so what do we do now? Yeah. Uh, just crack some beers. Hung out for a little bit. Uh, but it was nice. Now, at 8 a.m., they replayed the game. Yeah, so I, I heard that they were just, like, re- replaying the game and people were cheering at the good points yeah, of the like game. Yeah, like the Philly special. Like it, like it didn't happen again. Like, uh, yeah. like it didn't happen before that. It was, like... They're reliving it. Yeah, it was. It's been on a few times on NFL Network, and I still rewatch it and relive oh, it. I bet. But uh, the the interesting thing was 4:30 in the morning when we had gotten there, like when we were walking up to the art museum steps, mm-hmm. I hear a giant explosion behind me, and uh, I'm like, oh, someone just totally set off a bomb behind me. Okay. I turn around, people just launching like heavy duty fireworks. Wake the fuck up, Philadelphia! <laughs> God, like, dude. people had already cracked open their 30s by 5 a.m., so my buddy and I were like, okay. Uh, he froze because it was pretty cold, but I got to go on a nice walk because our other friend was trying to meet us there, and he was on the other side of Broad Street, so I was walking up and down Broad Street for an hour and a half and looking to find a place for him to cross, but we couldn't find a place. We ended up just watching on other sides. But that was nice for me because I got to walk around for an hour and a half, and it was still enough time that I got back, and we still had our spot perfectly fine. Yeah, so he didn't wear enough clothing? Yeah, it, he wore enough clothing. It was just he wasn't moving. Ah, You know, okay. he just yeah, standing yep. there. Not, uh, not enough body heat around yet? Yeah, exactly. And then so the parade starts at 11. They got there. Seeing Wentz and Foles, Foles hold the uh, trophy together was amazing. All the Cute buses couple. go through. <laughs> Brian Dawkins went through with a whole bunch of cheerleaders on the bus behind them. You know, them. I, I, I saw that, and I remember when we did our, like, who do you think is going to be in the parade? There was we no, did, no we, celebrities. Well, yeah, there was no super- celebrities, but we didn't even mention Brian Dawkins. Yeah. So that was uh, yeah, interesting. Dawkins had a bus to himself. Yeah. With it all it the was like one of the first ones, right? Yeah, he one. was right behind the bus with um, 
Foles and Wentz, Dougie Fresh, uh, okay, yeah. Jeffrey Laurie, Howie Roseman, they were all right there. And then, as you all saw, uh, Jason Kelsey was in his mummer's costume, riding a bike Dude. along next to him. Dude, it looked like he was coming Dude, Mardi Gras. being there at the steps watching that speech was incredible. Yeah. I, 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 wa- I watched so that speech. It was so cool. I, I watched that speech a couple of times. That was hilarious. Yeah, the I'm sure you heard it in the beginning part of the show today. His One of his famous quotes of, I already breakfast, I'm pissed off. <laughs> uh, talking about why Eagles fans are so bitter and nasty because they were waiting for this forever. They were starved of breakfast, starved of a first championship. <laughs> um, but it was great. A lot of great moments. Um, the top speakers were definitely... Uh, Jason Kelsey first. Uh, Chris Long and Lane Johnson came out and started barking like dogs and set the Guinness World Record for the loudest E A G L E S chant there's ever been. Uh, Wentz was cool. Uh, Wentz did a mic drop saying, "Hope you guys are getting used to the feeling." Uh, yeah. Malcolm Jenkins at the end goes was talking and he just goes. God, I'm so turnt right now. Uh, play that fight song again one more time. And, like, that's how it ended was Malcolm Jenkins just being like, I'm just so fucked up right now. <laughs> uh, we're going to sing the fight song one more time. And then they had, like, a huge fireworks display, and the parade ended. Nice. Um, funny story, though, for you, how you were talking about getting out of Daytona. Uh, leaving Philly, so eventually me and my one friend were together. We met our other friend, and we were, there was the three of us all together. Uh, we didn't eat breakfast. We didn't eat food all day. Uh, my breakfast that day was beer and Red Bull. So I didn't get to eat anything till 4 p.m. <laughs> uh, so we went to the sandwich shop, and then we just were just wasting time at a bar. Our train home was at, like, 7 o'clock. The, remember how I said SEPTA had, like, the limited time passes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so many people got them. It was a four-hour wait to get on the train. Oh, my God, dude. So there was no time at all. Like, we could have walked to the train, and the, at 9.20, the train stopped. So we wouldn't have been able to get home. So what'd you do? Our buddy's girlfriend drove into Philly because the roads had opened back up, and we were in a part of Philly that was away from the parade where we were staying. So, yeah. And she came, picked us up, and drove us home. Yeah, that was nice. But, dude, it was awesome. It was it was incredible. The standing out there in the cold for six hours was worth it to see Wentz and Foles holding the trophy all the speeches right up there. Everyone screaming, Doug, 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 when Dougie went up. It was it was incredible. Nice. So, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, man. Um, first yeah, you know. highlight that yeah, we're going to get into is the NBA. And before we get into our headline story, Rick, what I'm going to do real quick is talk a little bit about All-Star Weekend. Go ahead. Uh, I know you're in Daytona, so let me fill you in on some of the highlights here. I watched some YouTube clips, but I, I'm sure you de- definitely pay a lot more attention. Uh, Friday night was the celebrity game. The only real highlight was, from there was Quavo from Migos, which I predicted, by the way. Quavo was apparently a freak athlete in high school. He took home the MVP. He had 19 points. He had a filthy uh, Euro step on some. Uh, I think it was on Bieber. Just, just like stepped right over him. Yeah. And then Rachel Demita, who's like a multiple athlete, fitness buff, whatever, is going for a block. Quavo comes across court and knocked her shot into the cheap she- cheap seats <laughs> and knocked her over in the process. And, like, picked her up after. was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But he dominated the celebrity game and adds his name to the list of celebrities to take home the MVP. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night was the all-star Saturday night. Spencer Dinwiddie comes out and actually wins a trophy for Brooklyn. 
He defeats Laurie Mackinnon from the Bulls in the Skills Challenge. It was the first time that the guards won the Skills Challenge since 2015. The big men had been winning it. Silverware to Brooklyn. You're not going to hear that often. Yeah, no. Definitely not. Uh, the funny story out of that was Joel Embiid, of course, was going to make some type of headline. His first round he goes and he has his Sixers white jersey on, and he didn't take the tags off. Oh, okay. So the tags were hanging out the back of his jersey while he was running. And a caption of one of the tweets was, you forgot something, Joel? And it was like as he had lost the ball while he was dribbling. So I was like, oh, it's that. And then you see the tags hanging out the back of his jersey. Nice. And then in the second round, um, Makinen got ahead of him. And he was like trying to pass the ball into the hoop and hit the rim and just like, nah, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Uh, he still lost, but of course, indeed, he was going to make some type of highlight. Um, Devin Booker puts up a record of 28 in the final round in three-point contest. He beats Lou Williams in defending three-point contest title. Not defending, but he won it before. Uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah. And then, for me, controversially, Donovan Mitchell won the dunk contest over Larry Nance Jr. in the finals. Um, Donovan Mitchell did good. I thought Larry Nance had the, if I don't know if you saw the double-tap dunk. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. had the best dunk of the night. He did a 360, like, through the legs, but put it in the opposite direction. So he was spinning from right to left and moved the ball from his hands left to right. Ah. So it was going in complete reverse. Like, he had the best dunk of the night, didn't even make it into the final round. <laughs> um, I blame that on questionable judging. Are you ready for this list of judges? Yeah. DJ Khaled. Nice. Chris Rock. Nice. Marky Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Lisa Leslie. Dr. J. And they were saying that, like, the, they were all like, hmm, what's Dr. J giving this one? <laughs> they yeah. looked it over, and it was funny. They would all be like, 8888, and then DJ Khaled was like, 6. <laughs> and then there'd be ones that was like, 6777, seven, seven, DJ Khaled, 10. <laughs> <laughs> and, he really effed it up. Yeah, and there was a funny video that surfaced of him trying to play basketball, of him, like, completely being really bad at basketball. So he's that a, was pretty funny. He's a big dude. And then the actual game, uh, Team LeBron beats Team Steph Curry, 148-145. to The story was they actually tried playing defense at the end of the game. I call bullshit. Uh, Steph, That's not, this is not the NBA, they, I know. They triple-teamed Steph Curry when he was about to take the game-winning three. Like, LeBron, Katie, and Russ all jumped Curry, forced him into a corner, and f- made him give the ball to DeMar DeRozan and made him chuck up a bad shot as time had already expired anyway. Yeah. So believe it or not, the All-Star game ended on a defensive play. Wow. This isn't the NBA I know. No. So, especially with this trade we're about to talk about. So, obviously, the NBA comes back tonight. And before I'm going to give you guys some three bold second-half predictions for the season, uh, the talking point has to be Cleveland just destroying their roster. Going back to square one. And now, leaving us with the question, they had two games. So, we're going to see when the NBA returns. Is this new-look Cleveland team the real deal? So let me give you some of the details yeah. here. Outgoing. And a feel-good story, Dwayne Wade goes back to Miami. Right. He requested so. to go back. He's back in Miami. He got a great reception when he was back. Everyone's happy for that. Those jerseys. So I also read that his jerseys sold more than like 75% of like merchandise when he came back mm-hmm. for the whole year for Miami. I, I, I believe that. And also, I really want one of those jerseys. The old school Miami? Yeah, it's so is, cool. is it old school? Or is it, it's, not, it's not old school. It's just like they're funky, like it pink and goes Miami back, Vice. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it kind of goes back towards like their 90s vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Isaiah Thomas, the project failed. Yep. Isaiah Thomas is in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, Jamison Crowder's gone. Derek Rose, who apparently was still with the Cavs, yeah. after going MIA, uh, has left the team as well. And the Cavs bring in Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., Rodney Hood, and George Hill. Since that blow-up, the rebuilding of the Cleveland Project, they had two wins. In the big matchup with Boston, they destroyed Boston, 121-99, to yep. and then defeat the Thunder, 120-112. to so, Rick, here's my question for you. After seeing this new-look, young Cavs team, are the Cavs now, once again, the true favorites in the East? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Toronto is is doing great right now. But again, my problem with Toronto is I still feel like, even though they have Serge Ibaka, it's a two-man team. Yeah. They ride Lowry, and especially right now, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, the Cavs, in those two games, I, I watched both of them. I mean, they were passing great. I think that was just a huge thing. The communication was so much better there. Mm-hmm. Even considering that it was a brand new team coming in with like 75% of the season left. Yeah. It was a brand new team. And I thought, I mean, they look awesome. Are they the favorite? I, I would say probably yes. Not strongly yes, probably yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Cavs. They could still fall apart. Do They could become the first seed. If, if they go on a streak and they're winning by 120 points in the rest of their games, or not 120 points, but winning winning with a score of 120 points yeah. for the rest of their games, I think they could be, yes. Here is, I'm going to get into it in a few minutes, but here is their next uh, run-up of games. They got the Wizards tonight, which is a, a loss away from they're about to completely blow up that project too. Yeah. Uh, they go to Memphis, host San Antonio, who, by the way, um, Pop said that he will be surprised if Kawhi Leonard plays again this year, yeah. which is a big loss for them. Uh, then they host the Brooklyn Nets, who are currently on a seven-game losing streak. That's a win. And then host the process. Hmm. That'll be a good game. Yeah, that, that's, that'll probably I think be so like too. Is that if that's not like the NBA like game of the week? Then I don't know what. Speaking be. of which, here, uh, talking about the process. Giannis had a conversation with Joel Embiid on All-Star Weekend. And today, Giannis revealed the conversation. Joel Embiid told him to trust the process. Mm -hmm. To try to entice Giannis, the Greek freak, to go to Philly. I'm just curious, like, how many many people Embiid has said that to. Yes. To try to convince people to come to it's Philly. A, it's like the Hail Hydra of the NBA. Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, do you think the Lakers are going to benefit from Isaiah Thomas? I think I, I think they will just for more veteran, uh, veteran uh, what am I trying to say, uh, standing there. Okay. Like more veteran presence. That's the word I'm looking for, presence. Okay. Um. I mean, he also did pretty decent in his first couple of days. Well, his one game there. Not his other game, but his one game there. He did pretty decent. Uh, but I feel like he should be coming off the bench. And I think that's the way it should be, even though he doesn't want it to be. I just think it's only... If if he lasts another three years in the NBA, I'd be very surprised. It's like, once again, your hot take saying that. Yeah. How often does it work out for people under six foot in the NBA over the age of 30? Not very good. No. Uh, and then, do you think that this giant revamping of the project, does this help or hurt 
keeping LeBron in Cleveland? Uh, that's a very good question. A recent players poll thinks that he's going to stay. I mean, with the talent that's there right now, it would be very hard. It, it would be kind of hard. I wouldn't say very hard. Kind of hard for him to leave. And for him to leave, he would be have to be accepting the role of being the NBA's number one villain all over again. I don't think that's a problem with him. Yeah. I mean, he's done it before, and I mean, he, and he did. Should what I he admit wa- that I've made mistakes? Yeah. Should I admit that I've done this before? Uh, and I mean, and he already did bring a championship to Cleveland. He's he's already done what he wanted to do. I mean, he can literally go anywhere, and he it'd be fine with me. I don't really, I don't really care about this like portrayal of Cleveland because I mean, in all sports now. There is no loyalty to a single team anymore. Uh-uh. And there's no... It is so hard trying to stay loyal and ri- right now. And rivalries are so... Like like they were back in the 80s and 90s are so far from that. Yeah, it's not Knicks versus Nets or Lakers-Celtics. It's... Mm-mm. Well, even though Lakers-Celtics, I'll take that back. That's always, I think, is going to have some animosity I mean, that, that, to that, it. That's becoming, that's becoming, though, that's, that's becoming what, for example... Cleveland Golden State is becoming. Well, Cleveland Golden State is there. That that is the rivalry right now. But I was going to another sport. That's like the, the uh, Detroit Red Wings Colorado Avalanche. There's a rivalry there because bad shit happened there during the '90s. But it's not a rivalry anymore. In my opinion, that's that's gone. Mm-hmm. Now the Boston Celtics, LA Lakers. There's a lot more history there. But none of the players that are on those teams really remember that history. Mm-hmm. They're reminded of it constantly because they hear about it from the fans. And fans will always remember and want those days to come back. But they're not coming back. Like, the only way that they are coming back is if in all these leagues, and it's ne- it's never going to happen, that the owners start get- gaining more and more control again. So you have so there's like less free agent market and things like that. Yeah, but that's never gonna happen. All right. So Rick with a bold prediction there. Yeah. What I'm gonna do Rick real quick is I'm gonna give you guys three quick second half predictions for what we're looking at in this upcoming season. First, I actually believe, even though they are a two man team, I do think Toronto will hold on and win the East. I think that's very true. I just think that it's very I, possible. If I go back, I just had the standings up. Um, Cleveland is currently six and a half back, and the Raptors are on a seven-game winning streak. Again, we'll see what happens coming off the break. But I do think it's like the the Cavs don't be need their priority is not the number one seed. They would much rather you know they're okay with being a lower seed because they know they're still going to be the favorite. You know. Yeah, it's like with Boston last year. They were they gave it up. Boston was the number one seed, but but they ran through Boston still. And I also think Houston is going to win the West this year. It's a very close, tight race between the Rockets and the Warriors. But you hear Steve Kerr has been talking so much about how the Warriors are gassed out, they're tired, they're yeah. checked out. Do you um, think that's just talk though? That's like him, like kind of either one. It could be. It could not be because I could see there's so many personalities on that team. Yeah. I mean that that team's not going to stay together forever. That, no, that, that some of those players are leaving in the next two years. Where the Rockets have only one loss this year when Chris Paul and James Harden both play. 
That's pretty incredible. They're on a 10-game winning streak. They rode it into the break and currently have a half-game lead. Then the closest thing is the Spurs are 10 games back. Yeah. Um, my second prediction is that we are going to be in for the worst tanking race in NBA history. Oh, that's, that, that's not even a prediction. That's obvious. Are you ready for these records, okay? Yeah. The Knicks, I'm going to add into the list because without the Unicorn, they're on an eight-game losing streak, so they'll be joining the bottom very soon. Mm-hmm. They are 23 and 36, and this is just the East. 12th, Bulls, 20 and 37. Brooklyn on a seven-game losing streak, 19 and 40. The Magic, 18 and 39, and then last is the Hawks is 18 and 41. So you have the Bulls, Nets, Magic, and Hawks are separated from the bottom by two games. Now let's look at the West. 12th, Grizzlies, 1838. Kings in 13th, 18 and 39. Mavericks in 14th, 18 and 40. Suns in 15th, 18 and 41. You have six teams in the NBA with 18 losses. You have the bottom one, two, three, four. You have the bottom eight teams in both conferences separated by two games. Yeah. Mark Cuban has already been fined. I mean, what a week to be a Mavs fan between the sexual allegations coming out against the Mavs for workplace sexual harassment within people in the organization and Mark Cuban getting fined for saying the Mavs' best option right now is to keep losing. Um, what a week to be a Mavs fan. I just think it's going to be legendary. I mean, this is there just there is going to be a tank fest. I mean, this is what the NBA has come to, though. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like four dominant teams. Well, more more than that, but it just seems like there's only four dominant teams. Uh, I mean, I'm predicting at this point the way that that the uh, the Warriors are doing and the way that Cleveland has now turned it around, it's going to be Cleveland Warriors four. Yeah. I mean, I I can 100% see that right now. Totally. Because, again, both those teams don't need to be the number one seeds to go and win their conference. Right. I, and, I mean, the the Cavaliers did that last year, beating Boston. And and God knows when this huge, giant uh, NCAA corruption scandal that we're going to talk about in a little bit, when that gets released, how many of these players are going to go down? Because they're saying a lot of lottery players are going to end up in a lot of trouble. Like yeah. the, the team players will be picked up by lottery teams. Oh, I, I understand agree with that. I mean, uh, I, I here's my bold prediction for the playoffs. I think the Celtics are going to lose early. Yeah, I could see it. I like. I just they they've they shown got, signs of they weakness. They got hot early. They got hot early, and they've definitely cooled off. And that team is so they're the youngest team in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, and they'll be there in, in a couple of years. That's that's no 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 question about that. Yeah, they they're be, going to be good for a very long time. Yeah, but I, I just don't see them going far in the playoffs. Now, speaking of playoffs, uh, what what do you think about the uh, discussion about the possible changes to the playoffs, where the new playoff format would be? In both the East and the West Conference, the 7th and 8th seed will play for the 7th seed, and then the ninth and the 10th seed will play for the 8th seed. Do you think that's a good idea? I just wish they would just stick to the way things are. Like, you don't want them to do, like, a wild card weekend? I think it'd be cool. It'd be really cool, but I've just been in such a traditionalist mood between people talking about this, people talking about revamping the NHL playoffs, like... Was working the way it was, um. But I, I think it'd be cool. I'm not exactly on board for it yet, 
but I'd have to see about that. And uh, my last prediction, talking about the playoffs, I'm going to change the team that I had on the list the more I think about it. I think the Utah Jazz will make a playoff push. That team can be looks like they could be very, very good. Yeah. Another team that turned out. And another thing you got to think about for the Celtics, too, is does Gordon Hayward come back? And if he does, how's he going to play? You know, just like I, I like I mean, that's a, Yeah, he's coming back from a serious injury. So many questions. Yeah. So many questions. So um, that's some of our talk on the NBA. Don't forget that you can interact with us at the Wide Open Sportscast Twitter feed at Wide Open underscore sports. And also you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Wide Open Sportscast. Um, just because we got to just keep doing it. Because I miss it already. Um, some NFL talk. Yeah. Who are our big names to be franchise tagged? Obviously, um, the Dolphins made the first big move in franchise tag Jarvis Landry, who was a possible one away from that franchise. I, I read this today that the Panthers are likely to franchise tag their kicker, Graham Gano. See, I heard they were going to franchise tag their one offensive lineman. Yeah, but that's, that that just kind that kind of changed in the past like twelve hours. Wow. So it, it looks like they're more likely to franchise tag their kicker than their offensive lineman. That's wow. Um, speaking of kickers, Adam Vinatieri signed a one-year deal with the Colts, coming back to mm. claim his um, record for the most points scored in NFL history. Yeah. So he'll be coming back for that. Um, so we'll see some of these it's big like players. It's like seasons? How many seasons has he been Dude, he's been around forever. He has been around for so long. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks, apparently they're saying that it looks like the Legion of Boom will be coming to an end soon. Yeah. Breaking apart I mean, I, in I Seattle. S- I saw that. I saw that coming a mile away. Kind of like the Eagles. Not definitely, I mean, it's worse than, in Seattle, but kind of like the Eagles of Warriors, how there's so many different pulling strings right there. Yeah. I feel like the Legion of Boom started to do that. But Kind of like the Eagles started getting away there. Yeah. But, uh, but who do you think... Kirk Cousins will go to. A lot of talk right now is that he will be a Jet. Yes. The Jets are planning to give him $60 million a year. And once again, I love it. Because now the Eagles can go, hmm, Kirk Cousins just got a $60 million deal. He hasn't won shit. We have the Super Bowl winner and Super Bowl MVP. What's your trade offer? Yeah. So it's just going to raise Foles' value, even though I do think he's going to end up staying with us. His I think value's he's going to go up. But I think right now, I mean, if you're Kirk Cousins, you get the, once again, the high life of you are in New York. You get the big market, big time. Everyone's going to be talking you about you. Get a you. lot of money for not doing a lot. Yeah. The Jets I- are need a quarterback. Like, I do think that the Jets are in a much better place than a lot of people give them credit for. I, I think they are, too. They definitely proved a lot to us last year. Uh, and they're a young team, so that that could be something. Uh, Literally the only young thing is Josh McCown. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the, the only old thing. So I do think even though there seems like Denver is going to make a big push, I could definitely see that happen. I could, I could see Arizona pushing because they need a quarterback. I'd be very interested to see if he ends up with the Jets. But right now – you know, unless things change, if the Jets offer him $60 million a year, like, it's a lot of money. Speaking of a guy that's been in the league for a while, Larry Fitzgerald coming back for one more year. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, that's like, the, he's like my favorite 
person in the league. Yeah, like like, like if you if you had to pick one player that you could be neutral to that was on a team that wasn't the Steelers, you'd pick Fitzgerald. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he's just, yeah, like, he's just such a clean cut guy. He just does his job. I mean, he celebrate he celebrates, but it's nothing like effing crazy. Right. I mean. The group celebrations this year, especially the Eagles, those were a lot of fun uh-huh. to watch. Electric saw. But uh, I mean, some some of them are just like stupid. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, he'd be my favorite. Yeah, I'd have to say Drew Brees would be my favorite neutral. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Breezy a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I also like Greg Olson, but I just mm. feel like Larry Fitz. I mean, both Larry Fitz and Greg Olson are just great overall yeah. people. Grow, but, not growing up, with no, but knowing who Greg Olson was growing up, and me and him were, grew up in the same town. Uh, he was a great kid. Yeah. Every, he was, everyone liked him a lot when we were growing up. Oh, was, how many more Sundays till football returns? Mm, how many you, Thursdays till the Eagles raise that banner? Oh, that's the question you should be asking. Yeah, that's a question. I'm, I'm waiting for the tickets to go on sale to go to that game. Um, are you actually planning on going Dude, to that I, game? I, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that is a must. Okay. That that's it's again once in a lifetime opportunity. I feel, I feel like that that game though. Know, I mean, I don't know how much you make, but for a lot of people, that would be like a month's salary. Yeah. If, if it, I mean, if it ends up being a month's salary, there's no way I'm going. <laughs> you know, obviously, I gotta take that out. Us us teachers, you know, make what we make some yeah. days. But if I can and it's feasible, I will be there. True. Very true. So what we're gonna jump into now? This we gotta throw the NFL in there still. Let's talk a little NHL here. Mm-hmm. The big story: the Vegas Golden Knights are only the second expansion franchise in any major sport to have the best record in their respective sport during any time of the season. Can you name the other franchise in sports? That at some point had the best record as an expansion team. As an expansion team. Mm-hmm. I'll give you three hints. You can ask three questions. What year? Um, that's the one thing I actually couldn't tell you. Nice. Um, let me look it up real quick. Ask another question. Uh, I'm not gonna ask what sport. Um, this team was founded in 1966. Jesus Christ. Uh, is it a ball sport? No. Hmm, so it's a puck sport. Yes. Okay, 1966. Just trying to think, who the hell was that? You still have one more question. Is it a Canadian team? No. Damn it. Uh, that that would have cut it down a lot. Yeah. Uh, 1966. The Seals? The Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I was close. Yeah. I, I was in the Oakland area. Yeah, the Los Angeles Kings, and they held it 18 games into the season. Nice. And that's it. Uh, the Golden Knights are easily the only franchise to hold down the number one record. Uh, Rick, why are they so successful? Uh, well, I think they definitely loosen the rules of an expansion team on how many how many players a team that they can pick from can keep. Yeah. So I think that was a big big reason. Also, the 
there's a lot more teams that they can pick from. Uh, I mean, and they just did their homework. Uh, I mean, also, I feel like they're they're riding high on like some sort of momentum out there. It just seems like every single time a team plays out in Vegas, it's like they the the team missed curfew the night before and went out partying in Vegas. Yeah. So, I am I have no idea. It's it's quite incredible. Like this is. This is like a dream come true for Vegas. Yeah, and it's great to see too. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how they long are. They can... It is a fortress at T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, that is true. I mean, and their attendance is doing great. I mean, no one thought that. Not not no one. A lot of people didn't think Vegas would be a good hockey town, and they're proving them wrong day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty crazy. Also, another team that's kind of like not really under the radar under the radar but kind of on the radar at the same time the minnesota or the winnipeg jets yeah they're looking great led by an american captain and an american goalie so those that's that's pretty awesome secondly i did not see them doing this well no not so, at all and you'd think teams like the dallas stars would be doing a lot better but they're kind of like floundering uh, they made a little bit of a run. Right now, the Stars are hold, actually holding down third. Yeah, but I, I expected them to be better on paper. Like That you, team you, is stacked. That team is stacked, and you think they'd be at the top. So I I think I think being third is under underwhelming for them, in my opinion, but whatever. Um, that, that division currently looks like Predators holding down first with 81 points. Jets with 79. And then the Stars have 72. Blues have 72. Wild have 71. And to talk about a backwards division, the Central Division, the Chicago Blackhawks in dead last. Uh, they, I, I, whenever they, whenever they signed both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays, the same contract for a lot of money for a lot of years, I felt like that was going to screw them for a long time. Yeah. But also, it doesn't help that Duncan Keith is not the same Duncan Keith as he used to be. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I I think that's huge. Like he he hasn't been putting up points like he used to, and they don't have that big like defender putting up points anymore. So I think that's big. Their goaltending has always has been sketchy ever since their second uh, their second uh, Stanley Cup they recently won. I felt like their 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 goalie tending has been up and down. So, we'll see. I don't. I don't. I can actually see them missing it completely, one hundred percent. Um, next question. Watching this Metro Division, yes, is wild. Yeah, let's run through it right now. Capitals in first, seventy-five points. Penguins have a game in hand against the Capitals. The Penguins have played sixty-one. Washington has played sixty. Uh, the Penguins with seventy-four points. Flyers. 72 points, Devils have 70, Blue Jackets 65, Hurricanes 64, Islanders 64. The only team that kind of looks like, even though they could still pull something together, but I think the mindset of the franchise is that their season is over, is the Rangers are in last with 59. So right now, the last team into the playoffs, if you're including the Atlantic Division, mm-hmm. which is the Lightning, the Bruins, and the Maple Leaves, the Panthers have 58 points. The Panthers, who are in fourth place in the Atlantic, would be in dead last in the Metro. Yeah. Which is wild. Um, the last team in right now is the Blue Jackets with 65. Yeah. 
So the Rangers are only six points back. But from the way that their franchise has been taken, and they're on a four-game losing streak, they lost to the Flyers 7-4 over the weekend. Just a general notion of following our good friend Jeff Maglichetti, who's now covering the Rangers uh, during this time of the year. Is the overall attitude around the Rangers that season's over? Sell, sell, sell. Hmm. So, interesting. But, Rick, who do you think, if you had to pick, there's going to be five teams to make it out of the Metro. And right now, those five teams are the Capitals, Penguins, Flyers, Devils, and Blue Jackets, with the Hurricanes and the Islanders both a point behind Columbus and six behind New Jersey for that last spot. Who makes it in and who's out? Uh... I, I think the Islanders make it in and Columbus gets out. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Devils, they've, they've been kind of flattering just because they've had uh, goalie issues because Schneider's been on IR now. Right. So he's been working with Keith Kincaid and Eddie Lack. Uh, they've, they've won recently. They they lost uh, two days ago. I was actually at that game two days ago. Uh, they lost two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, they lost that game to Columbus, which isn't good. But, I mean, Devils have shown signs of light, and Hall is on that amazing point streak. I um, just got the notification that he just scored again. Very nice. So he's still on that point streak. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 can see, I can see the Devils coming back and getting into the top three again. It's going to be tough. But I yeah, think they can. Because the Flyers are also playing very well right but now. But Colum- Columbus is going out. Islanders are getting in. Okay. Hurricanes stay out? I just, like, I don't trust the Hurricanes. No. I, I mean, I know they're, like, only, what, like a point back, you said? Yeah. I I don't know. There's... Right now, if you're looking at the last ten, the hottest team is Pittsburgh's won eight out of their last ten. The Flyers have won seven. Um, the Devils are 5-5-0 five, five and oh in their last ten. Columbus is 3-6-1. and one. Hurricanes are four, four, and two. Islanders are four, five, and one. And then the Rangers are on a four-game losing streak. The Rangers are two and eight in their last ten. Damn. So again, I think just the notion that the Rangers are throwing in the towel. Mm. Um, I will agree with you. I I think the Islanders are a talented enough team to get in, and the Blue Jackets. I mean, I they're talented enough. Trending down. They're trending down, but they are talented enough, and they do look good. But I I feel like the Islanders will be able to make it up at the end. Yeah. Because there's not that many games left. There's like 20-some. No. Yeah, 22. Yeah. Um, Every team in the Metro has played 60 games besides the Islanders and the Penguins have played 61. Yeah. So it's going to be tight coming down the end. Um, Do you think a team I'm about to throw out to you right here, a possible new Stanley Cup favorite, Boston, who has been out of control lately eight and two in their last 10 82 points two uh, a one point behind the lightning for the best record in the east two points behind vegas for the best record in nhl and boston has two games at hand on both clubs yeah um that's tough i i i I don't know. I, I could definitely see them making it to Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, that's tough. That is that is really tough. I I could say yes. Okay. I mean, at least making it. Because, I mean, I feel like the West is still kind of more dominant than mm. this. 
Even though the Metro is so close, I feel like the the West is still more dominant. And the Metro just spends so much of the year beating up on each other. Yeah, so I I think the I think someone from the West is going to win the Stanley Cup, but I could definitely see the Boston Bruins making it to the Stanley Cup, even with Rat Nose Brad Marchand. Yeah, f him. Yeah, but uh, let's 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 start with this. So speaking of the NHL, let's jump into a little bit of Olympic talk. Yeah, fuck Canada. <laughs> well, first off, yeah, the 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 USA women beat Canada in the shootout. Fuck Canada. Which was awesome. Yeah, I, Canada's I first loss in the Olympics in 20 years, At, which is I mean, I mean that's a quite an amazing feat and streak, but I mean, it's just so awesome that the USA women cuz the USA men suck. Yeah, losing the che- the Czech Republic in the quarterfinals. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Watching them win that game was awesome, and honestly, watching women's hockey, it's definitely not the same as what I'm used to when watching the NHL. Still a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I wish I, I wish I'd had time to get out to some of the uh, NWHL games, because we have one close by that played pretty much the same arena as the Devils, but I mean, women's hockey is still a lot of fun to watch. I've, I've always loved watching women's hockey. Yeah. It, like, that's one of my favorite Olympic sports. I mean, men's hockey is definitely higher. Uh, women's hockey is probably second. But, I mean, going into that... Just, I, well, just imagine. Our women's hockey team has gold. Men don't even get close. Well, I mean... Our women's soccer team has won three World Cups. Our men didn't even freaking make it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think that just really speaks kind of highly on how women are treated in American... And, yeah, and not Just as well period. everywhere else in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, there they, there still is some problems with that, but I mean, they're definitely treated better than other places in the world. Yeah, and, and I think kudos that's, to you guys. You guys are bringing home all the silverware. You're making us proud. Yeah, Great exactly. Job. But uh, I will say though, with with the NHL deciding not to go to the Olympics this year, uh, I've. I haven't really followed up. I mean, partially it could just be because the USA men's wasn't doing that that well. I I really haven't been watching many of the men's games this year. I've de- I've definitely watched more of the women's games this year, and also the uh, the viewership for those games have sunk so far. I, oh, I'm sure. Like and NBC says they they've lost, uh, not lost, but they haven't gotten the same viewership like they used to because just because the NHL isn't in the Winter Olympics. Like, imagine if the NBA, for some reason, held out their players from the uh, from the basketball, uh, the, the summer games in basketball. That would completely change the basketball team, and not many people would watch it. I feel like more people would watch that than the NHL game, or than the Winter Olympics hockey game, because I feel like uh, NBA is still a more popular sport than NHL. But it would definitely hurt viewership for that as well and i wonder if that's going to be a concern for nbc coming in the future if they're not going to get the viewership like they used to are they continue are they going to continue to keep pulling it yeah so and it's basically gave the gold medal to russia Mm -hmm. (laughs) because russia still has that communist traitor kovalchuk put in two against them the americans um they still have they got datsuk the, the that team is loaded still. Yeah, the KHL had no problem giving away players. Yeah, please take our players. Uh, so that's a little hockey talk. 
Um, again, feel free to comment and talk with us at the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed. Tell us what you think. Who do you think is going to make the Metro Division? And what do you think of the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, last two topics before we get into this week's questionable call about the Olympics. We got to talk about this college basketball stuff. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about it. This scandal to end all scandals is apparently on the horizon. And uh, let's just talk about it a little bit so far. Um, the question right now is when is this thing going to drop? Louisville's already been hit. Auburn is a phenomenal basketball team this year, but they you already know they're going down because about two, three people from Auburn have already been arrested, so they're going to be vacating all their wins this season anyway. Yeah. Um, and then you also have, I forgot, I think like Miami had been questioned. There's a few other schools, but here's the talk right now. It is a very likely chance that whoever wins this year's national championship will be giving up their title because of this bombshell report that is apparently going to change the landscape of college basketball. Legacies of Hall of Fame coaches destroyed. Lottery pick players that were going to be taken by all those teams we said are going to be tanking this year. They're going to have their reputations tarnished. It is going to end all scandals. They're saying 50 top basketball programs will see their final days. Which is out of control. That's pretty crazy. I know we've talked about this before. And you can take a look. Uh, Louisville abdicated its 2013 title and its 2012 Final Four appearance. Um, the NTAA denied the appeal for previous violations, which is funny now because Rick Pitino has a tattoo on his back that says Louisville 2013 National Champions for a national championship they no longer have. Um, Rick, how do we fix this problem? And I'm sure you, you we've already talked about it. Pay so I know your answer. Yeah. I, I mean, either there it's nothing or they have to get something. Because the in-between, which, it, which it's in right now, of this, like, uh, collusion between all these all these athletic programs, I, I'm, I'm wondering how big this is actually going to be. If it is going to be, like, 50 programs because also or less you, or more. That, that is something I didn't think about. How many times is there a, we're going to, this, 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 this um, NCAA program is going to be destroyed because of allegations? And nothing happens. Miami's bounty program. Yeah. Like, all of those different things. Like, oh, this is going to... They're getting the death penalty. SMU. They're all done. They're all done. But they're saying um, the first list of the top 16 teams that were released in the... Um, in the, what do you call it? In the, um, like, first projected top four seeds for each region. Mm -hmm. They said half of those 16 teams are in the list. Yeah, of teams that are going down. I mean, the only way is to pay them. But I mean, I feel like it's surprisingly. I mean, I I am so shocked it hasn't even come to it yet that these players aren't getting paid, or that should be getting paid but aren't. Uh, how it hasn't gone there yet? Because it's at this point, it's literally the only way. I mean, it's gonna hurt so many programs, unfortunately. But I mean, it's the only way to keep it. Keep going like this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what the hell is the NCAA supposed to do? I mean, the NCAA has been fucked 
for so long. For so long. And I, I know our good friend Nick Smith hates it and wants the NCAA to disperse so that they could just do not what do it this. needs to do. Hell, maybe even uh, LeVar Ball's Big Baller League. Never lost. <laughs> if that's what it's going to be called. That I mean, he's going to be paying. Yeah. Uh, well, sponsors, I'm assuming, will be paying. But he's going to be paying. I, I mean, and more players are probably going to go to this. That's that's more incentive to go to that league once that starts up. Yeah. That's more incentive to go to that league. That's another thing that players can do. If you're not going to pay me, then I'm going to go to this league make, so I can train my craft and get into the NBA and make a shit ton of money. In the process with my own sponsorships and everything that you're not giving me. Yeah. Because 50 programs are apparently going down because of doing those things. Like Louisville had the whole backdoor deals. With and where, the all, the, where are all those and, players going to go? Going to yeah. go to... They're going to go overseas, which some players have already done. Lamelo Ball tearing it up in Lithuania. He is. Uh, and eventually, there's gonna. it sounds like, I mean, if LeVar Ball is still doing this thing, there's going to be another league, instead of going to college, they can play in this league. Yeah. So, and I'm sure there's going to be other leagues that are going to start up at some point. If, 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 if Big Baller, I'm just going to call it Big Baller League. If Big Baller League is going to succeed then it's going to hurt the NCAA I think that's actually what's going to happen yet if Big Baller League becomes popular and they're able to uh, stay afloat and pay all these players then the NCAA has to start paying these players that's the only way so I agree with you that's that's what's going to come down to and a little fun fact with um, college basketball um, talking about our alma maters. Again, Ryder! Rick and I being the Bronx. graduates of the Ryder Bronx. Um, currently in a matchup as we record at 7.44 p.m. in our New Hope Studios in Pennsylvania, playing their arch-rival Mammoth. A win for Ryder locks up the individual MAC title all for themselves. They've already clinched a share. They're on a 10-game winning streak, second longest in the nation. Do you want to know the score right now against Mammoth? I'm looking at it right now, 37-26, Mammoth. Well, they were down 12 on my computer, so they're down 11. Okay, let's go, Brom. Um, but still, start saying your prayers. Mm-hmm. Get Ryder into the big dance. Um, they're they're going to be a top two. It's going to be them and Canisius as the top well, let's two. Let's pray that's not that's not one of those 50 teams. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it is. But the, the latest bracketology said that Ryder would be in as a 14 seed against either Michigan State or Cincinnati. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, oh, anything boy. can happen. It's the big dance. Yeah, so man. go Bronx. Let's go, Ryder. Bronx Nation. Um, baseball. Real quick. It's kind of back. Yeah. More people, I think, have shown up to watch Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton do batting practice in the Death Star above the Yankees um, training facility, George Steinbrenner Field in Florida, than other people have shown up to watch other games. They said there's more fans watching batting practice at Yankee, uh, the Yankee camp than any other of the camps combined. Oh, I believe that. I mean, they're so enticing. 
and I mean, you're not going to like it. I mean, they're definitely one of the favorites no, to win this year. They are. But, uh, I mean, also another big thing with the uh, spring training is like the free agent spring training league that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's Red pretty Sox big. Are, well, his physical's not done yet, but it looks like the Red Sox are locking down J.D. Martinez. So the Red Sox trying to arm themselves to compete with the Yankees in that division. And also uh, a big thing that just came out this week is the MLB will be in- implementing a not a pitch clock. Yeah, they got which, rid of which, it. Which they thought, uh, yeah, which they got rid of. But they're limiting... The amount of visits managers or who who else or players can visit the mound in the game, it's going to be six. They get six visits per game, and then once they go into additional innings, it's one visit per inning. So here's my question: yes. Does that include visits to the mound to change pitchers? Uh, will not. No, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm reading the article right now. Okay. Mound visits by by a manager to change pitchers. Will not count against the total. Okay. Okay, so they can they can still change as as many pitchers as they want, which which is fine. And I I feel like that would be kind of stupid to add that in there. But let's see how this works out to see if it speeds up the game. So even with the pitch count, the games were still even longer. Yeah. They were above three hours still. Yeah, so they're they're trying new things, so let's see how this works out for them. Go Red Sox. Yeah, go Mets. Where there's a where there is a where there is hope, somewhere, some way. That's kind of our quick uh quick little MLB update. Let's jump into our questionable calls of the week. Now it is the Olympics, Feds, and the USA is struggling. <laughs> but there have been some many, many glorious moments in Not, USA history. Other than honestly, other than so far, you've only had a few moments. You had Sean White. You had the moment. With women snowboarding, you had Lindsey um, Vaughn did good, but she just, got bronze, she got but bronze. still was favorited. Uh, the hockey team was a disaster. Um, last night, not away. only did we beat Canada in hockey, we also beat Canada in men's curling for the USA to go to the gold medal match as well. Oh boy! So obviously, it's been a struggle for the U.S. in this Winter Olympics. I feel like the Summer Olympics is more our forte. Yeah. And I, Norway is just destroying everybody. No, where no. cross country skiing, which I feel like have been half of the freaking events this year, is a Norwegian national sport. And the biathlon or Yeah. yeah it's that, all like Norway I like watching specialty. That. I like watching the biathlon where they where they cross country ski and then shoot a target. I feel like it's just such a silly sport, but yeah. it's still funny. Or still fun to watch. And apparently like Norway so when Norway had for this Olympics, they got gold, bronze, and silver. They got all three. Um, they apparently celebrated like they won the World Cup. Their Super Bowl is the biathlon and the cross-country skiing. I, like, I believe it. That's how serious they take it. Oh, 100%. And apparently the last Winter Olympics, Norway had nobody medal, which was unheard of. That's pretty So crazy. they came back with a vengeance this year. Um, but let's talk about this. Our questionable call of the week. Top three USA Olympic moments in history. All right. So, number one, like, this is hands down. Like, I don't think this is even a debate. The Miracle on Ice. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this as well. Uh, Jesse Owens versus, the, versus Nazi Germany. Yeah. Uh, be, being a black athlete winning against nazis mm-hmm. pretty awesome uh and my final one is michael phelps and all of his accomplishments the the 
the ridiculous amount of gold medals and overall medals that he's won is unheard of. Yeah. Uh, I I think that's just an amazing. I mean, it's it's a single person's feat. I mean, he also did like the the team the team feats as well. But I mean, for him to have four, how many gold medals? Is like twenty three or something like that. Yeah. Some some ridiculous is pretty amazing. Uh, do you have a different one? Different um, ones. I agreed with you, even though I read an article that said Jesse Owens defeating the Nazis was better than the Miracle on Ice. I disagreed. I mean, I I feel like we're both big hockey fans. Miracle on Ice. Yeah. Miracle on Ice, number one. Yes, we do believe in miracles. Number two, Jesse Owens beating the Nazis in the Olympics. And then my third is going to be the Dream Team. Not to give anything away from Michael Phelps. Like, Michael Phelps has done everything. But just look at what the Dream Team did for just, like, pop culture, everything else along with it. All they talk about still is the Dream Team, Jordan, Bird. That in co- that entire team. Yeah. You know? No, that that oh, is I very true. Kobe. Kobe wasn't there yet. Yeah. What am I no. doing? But that just that was the new dream team. Yeah. But see again, there was there was Dream Team, Redeem Team, Dream Team Two. Like that's all everyone talks about is Dream Team. And then you had the, you know, Eagles, Vince Young. Well, we're the Dream Team. Like just so many people talk about the Dream Team still. It's like ultimate well, nostalgia. I mean, they were just so dominant. And it was just so, so so many good players on that team. But my only thing with that, I mean, I, I completely agree. Pop culture and like, like they're still recognized as like the best team ever. Yeah. But also at the same time, when they were playing, the other other teams weren't that great. No. And I felt like Michael Phelps was up against greater competition. Okay. So that that's kind of why I put Michael Phelps there. Okay. But with that, but just dude, Chuck. Those are our what? That team is out of control. Yeah, magic. That was the Laker I meant to say, not Kobe. What am I doing? But that's about? our questionable calls of the week. If you guys have any of your top threes, please tweet us at wide open underscore sports. Tweet tweet. And with that, let's jump into our final drive. This is where we go over some. Some stories of the week that some are odd, some are just not as big, but we felt like we kind of wanted to cover them. First off, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights hold a Vegas wedding in the middle of a game. I don't know if you saw that on SportsCenter. Yeah, it I is, saw it. That was that was hysterical. They, they proposed in like the first first period, and the second period they uh, they got married, something and, like that. And because the guy was like, "Are you sure you want to marry this man?" You're 100% sure. Okay, great, because you're getting married right now. And they did like an Elvis impersonator Vegas wedding right during the game. And then they won. And the gold that is the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter said, So we're now 1-0 and undefeated when people get married at our games. So That's definitely going to be continuing. So who's, so who's next? I wonder if it's going to be like once a season or is it going to be like they're going to start doing multiple seasons. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, four players from West Bromwich Albion, which is a soccer club in England currently in dead last in the Premier League, are wanted by Barcelona police for questioning after apparently stealing a taxi from a McDonald's in the early hours of the morning while they were intoxicated. Apparently the charges have been dropped. Um, two West Brom players, Gareth Barry and Johnny Evans, both played the game after the allegations came out. So I'm sure they heard a lot of great banter about that one. But yeah, apparently the four of them stole a taxi. Like that, I feel like that's worse than like uh, what the what the one Olympic swimmer did in uh, yeah, Brazil. Lo- Lochte. Yeah, what he did. He a- they actually took the taxi. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, next, uh, Magic City Casino in Miami is recruiting, recruiting former Miami U athletes to save a nearly extinct sport of Ja Alei. Did I say that right? Ja Alei? Uh, I think so. Yeah, which is like the uh, the sport where they whip a ball up against the wall with like a curved hook thing. Yeah. Then like the ball travels at they're, extreme. They're, they're pulling like like University of Miami like former All American professional athletes be like, hey, let's save this sport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's hasn't that killed us people? Because they just the I'm ball sure just whips against to. someone's head and just, they just boing, die. Boing. Yeah. That yeah. Means, like. Yeah, Which, there's probably a reason why, especially in the concussion era that we're going through right now, why it's about to be extinct. Yes. What you got next? Philadelphia is going to open its own museum of sports to celebrate the history of sports, and what a time to be alive to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Miami. Oh, not Miami. Wow. Uh, Philly has always been such a huge sports city, so that that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, next, Brazilian peace derby. Soccer match is suspended in the 79th minute after 10 red cards and 8 yellow cards were given out. A team ran out of players to use. In the Peace Derby. In the Peace Derby. Um, only in Brazil, right? Yeah. Um, and some more soccer drama. Um, it's been all over the place. Um, a match between Frankfurt and Red Bull Leipzig in Germany was delayed after fans threw tennis balls on the pitch in the middle of the game to protest the fact the game was played on a Monday night. God, what's wrong and they Monday literally night? had to go and push the tennis balls. Like there was, there was like hundreds of tennis balls just thrown on the field. I mean, I because I, their complaint is that. You know, they all have to work the next morning. They traveled all the way. They're taking it away from the fans because not as many people can go anymore. Traditionally, in England, they've just introduced Monday Night Football. I guess you could call it that. Yeah, I was in about England, to say. And, and it's been going well. Like, there haven't been any complaints about it. But Germany tried it for the first time. And the fans and the supporters of the Bundesliga were not fans. Like, oh, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, we've had Monday Night Football for years now. Yeah. Uh, next, Eagles apply to trademark Philly Special. How many shirts are they going to sell? Nobody knows. Actually, probably millions. Oh. After five years, or after like 30 years, I just, after winning the Super Bowl. So, so much for the Philly Special sandwich. Yeah, right? Um, What's next? Alexander Krushnelnitsky. It was an athlete completing under the flag of the OAR Olympic Athletes of Russia has been suspected of doping and is going to have to forfeit his medal that he earned in curling. Beautiful. How do you dope in curling? I mean, he, he must be a, uh, a broomer. I don't know what the hell they're called, a broomer. Yeah, the, He's able to broom faster than everyone else, that's how. One of my buddy's roommates in college is on the Australian national curling team and they just missed the Olympics. Who was that? Um, my buddy Jeremy. On the Australian? On the Australia, his roommate is from Australia and was on the Australian national curling team. Okay, I didn't my know girlfriend that. and I were talking about it one day. We were like, "How the hell do you even find? Like, I don't even know where to go to be like, um, how do I find the U.S. national curling team? Like, yeah, how do I sign I up? Think how it's do a, I learn to play? It's definitely something in like Minnesota or Utah. Like, I don't even know where to start searching for that. Yeah, I'm sure you can Google it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, 
The band OAR is very pleased with the free publicity and advertising they're getting because of the OAR in the Olympics. Yeah, they said like they're selling more shirts and hats because they're like, oh, OAR, oh, there's a band called OAR. And, yeah. and the lead singer was like, yeah, it's so cool. Like everyone's talking about our band because it's like, oh, OAR, it's all over the TV and everything. Yes, what's next? Um, Rick, you're going to have to enlighten me a little bit on this one because Dana White says he is stripping notorious McGregor of his belt. Yeah, so uh, it's been too long since Conor McGregor has fought in the UFC. And Conor McGregor says he is ready to fight now, or he's going to be ready to fight, but it's been way too long since he's fought. So he's going to have to strip his belt and give it to someone else. I'm sure whoever wins that belt next, Conor McGregor is going to fight, probably. And beat him in like 10 seconds. I'm assuming. Just the way it always works. And then finally, a little, uh, little close to home to us. The New Jersey Devils to raise the number 26 jersey to the rafters on Saturday to honor Patrick Elias. <laughs> Patty. St. Patty's Day there. So thank you, Patrick Elias. And that is our final drive. How our one friend is going to that game, and he's an Islanders fan. Well, yeah. Our other friend is going, and he's a Devils fan. So Yeah, good for them. Yeah. All right. That's it. Uh, if you guys liked what you hear, please Please send us some tweets. We will hear from you at uh, twitter.com backslash wide open underscore sports. Uh, follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud where you'll be able to hear this one and many others, future and past. And with that, I'm Rick. I'm Fed. Have a good night, everybody. Eagles are still world champions, baby. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much. For all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.